Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. to another edition of the Sac City Podcast. I'm your host, the one and only Vinny Milani, joined as always by my best friend. He is Aaron, the Mukes, I am Mukes. And below us, we have your boy, my boy, his boy, everybody's boy, AJ Johnson. It's a beautiful April 13th evening here in the city. Episode 18 is about to kick off. We are going to be diving into the NFC North tonight and their draft needs. We have buy or sell. We have the rumor mill. We have top stories. It is loaded from top to bottom here tonight. Aaron, how goes it? I'm good, man. Uh, I, I know. I know what this is. Okay? I know this is a football show, but I have to start the show really quickly with a basketball topic uh, to the Minnesota Timberwolves yeah. <laughs> has their second playoff appearance in 18 years or whatever it is. Can we not celebrate? Like we just won the championship for just Mad getting funny. into the playoffs for being Mad a seven seed. Uh, the way they celebrated last night, they talked about it all day on ESPN, all, you know, Kenny, Ernie, and then we're talking about it, chucking them on TNT. They, they literally had confetti. Tears, dancing, jersey throwing into the stands, and all this team did was clinch the seventh seed. I, I mean, we have got to be better. Patrick Beverly, I have no problem with him celebrating beating his old team. I don't. The entire Minnesota Timberwolves organization celebrated like they had just won the championship. It was absolutely insane, and I just had to bring it up. Okay, all right. I I 85% agree uh, because it was a lot and it was hilarious to talk about because they did go a little over the top. But when I look back on it, it was it was for the fans. Patrick Beverly had them all riding all night long. So, you know, he gave them the love. They got there like he promised he would when the Clippers uh, traded him and then to be able to beat them to do it. So I get it. And, and lastly, I didn't think anybody would make the Knicks look okay for the way they celebrated after winning one game last year in the playoffs in Minnesota gave them a run for their money. But that was, that was funny and a great game. Great, great. Game. It was a great game. Thanks, what, for was great. Thanks for bringing that up. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm excited. I'm happy. Good, good. There you go. And I, I, I'm happy because Mr. Chris Kreider scored 50 goals last night. Just want to throw that out there. No, we don't have oh, to get nice. into a conversation. Nice. He hit 50 and he is the fourth Ranger in, a, in Ranger history to score 50 goals in the season. Uh, yep. And now, now out. that all of our football fans have left us in the audio and all the video and they're like, oh, these guys are back to their old ways talking about all sports. <laughs> uh, I will get into the football talk and we will start off by the top story this evening. 
It's Derek Carr and the extension that he received from the Las Vegas Raiders. It's a three-year, $121.5 million extension that includes a no-trade clause running through 2025. The Las Vegas Raiders quarterback is now the fifth highest-ranked quarterback, fifth-highest average paid quarterback in the NFL words are very hard while I read and try and make sure I get this done. Uh, yes, he is going to be a Raider. AJ, what were your thoughts on this deal when it popped up in your notifications and saw Derek Carr extended? I was like, was this an old news thing? Did, didn't this already happen? It felt, it felt like this had happened already. Uh, but no, it was brand new and I'm not surprised. Uh, Derek Carr, despite how he's, played whether it's been really successful or really poorly or somewhere in between i think he's grown a lot as a raiders quarterback and is almost synonymous as their franchise quarterback uh he said it himself if he's not a raider he's going to be playing golf somewhere and you know to be about the franchise that way and he's got his guy back like could you imagine how heartbreaking it'd be to finally get your old college buddy Devonte adams back and then like hey we got your guy but we are not going to keep you it's time for you to go somewhere else we're going to draft uh Kenny Pickett in the third round <laughs> and uh, move forward is best for us. So uh, I'm happy for him. I hope he can prove it. And uh, we'll see what happens, see if they can make it back to the playoffs this season. I mean, this was just a long time coming. Derek Carr is a franchise quarterback. We constantly get people that downplay his skill set. You're talking about a guy that is one of the very few quarterbacks in the NFL that wasn't drafted in the first round. Right. So uh, last four years, he had over 4,000 yards, almost 70% completions. He's only missed two games in his career. We all know about the time he made him to the playoffs, but he broke his ankle and he missed out on that playoff opportunity last year. We saw him bring him back to the playoffs, you know, falling short against the Bengals. He's a three-time pro bowler early in his career. But the, the, I think the biggest thing here is he's actually kind of flown under the radar as an NFL quarterback. So uh, he's had a better quarterback rating than both Tom Brady and Matt Ryan over the past three years. And we still look at those guys. Now they have much more medal championship medal and accomplishments in their career, but he's been outperforming those guys. And we're just continuing to not talk about him. Um, fun fact. He becomes one of only three players in the NFL to have $200 million contracts uh, from his team. And that list would include Matt Ryan and Aaron Rodgers. So uh, pretty, pretty nice company there, but Derek Carr deserves it. He's a really, really good quarterback. And in the NFL quarterbacks don't just fall from trees. So people are always quick to replace them. But the fact of the matter is, is who are you going to replace him with is always the question. And I don't think Raiders fans have an answer. So those ones that hate him just stop, like he's done his job and uh, the Raiders are trending up. They did a, had a hell of an off season and I look forward to that continuing in the draft. Yeah, and he's coming off a fantastic season in Las Vegas. Now, like AJ said, you he gets Devontae Adams, and the sky is the limit uh, with the Las Vegas Raiders and Derek Carr. That's our top story for this evening. We are going to get into a little buy or sell, but AJ, first, before we do any of that, please tell the beautiful people at home, uh, play some Feeding the Ducks, because I know that's your jam, and tell the people where they can follow us at. Yeah, you know I like to go down by the bay, feed them ducks. And when I feed them ducks, I tell everybody walking by to go over to Sac City Pod on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and YouTube and TikTok. 
Sac City Pod. It's so easy. Remember that other show that we used to watch? Uh, they had all these different social media handles. You never knew which one to go to for which social media place. Well, now it's simple. We were like, we're not going to do that. We're going to take care of our people. One name, Sac City Pod. Head over to all those social media platforms. Hit those likes. Hit those shares. Hit those loves and tell everybody you know about the wonderful NFL fans that are right here on your screen day in and day out. Sack City, baby! Your boys are back in town! There it is. He's hyped. He's hyped. I love it. I love it. And I want to remind everyone, we are doing your team, your pick. It's very, very simple. All you have to do is submit one a one-minute video. Tell us your team, your pick, and why. Submit those videos to Sac City Pod on our socials or email us at Sac City Pod. The deadline for the submissions are April 26th. We're looking for videos of you guys telling us who your team is, who they should pick, and why let us know get passionate it's draft time we all hyped so get hype and be a part of our live draft celebration on april 28th boom let's play a little buy or sell hurry up and buy throwback there we started off with desmond ritter according to tony pauline of uh from pro football network most teams have a first round grade on quarterback desmond ritter now i want to ask you gentlemen are we buying or sell do we buy or sell that two quarterbacks will go in the first round we've we've seen kenny pickett's name thrown out there with the baby hands we've seen malik willis his name be thrown out now desmond ritter aaron buy or sell that two quarterbacks will go in the first round this year we all know this is a quarterback driven league and NFL teams can't help themselves. They always think that they got the franchise guy and they know who that is. But I think this year's a little bit different. Um, I, I, it's very rare. I don't know when the last time it's happened. Maybe I should have looked that up, but I didn't. The fact of the matter is, is I don't think two quarterbacks are going this. I'm selling this. I think only one quarterback is going to go in the first round. And that I'll, I'll tell you his name. I think that's Malik Willis. I think everybody else falls. Um, I think you're going to run into a situation where you're going to see teams early start to pass on these quarterbacks. And then all these other teams that, you know, could use some addition in, in the quarterback room are going to say, well, we don't have to do it now. We can wait. We can wait. We can wait. And you're going to end up finding them waiting all the way out of the first round. Uh, I say Malik Willis goes in the first round and I don't see any other one going. Desmond Ritter's been moving up. Kenny Pickett's a nice player. Um, you know, there's been talks of Matt Corral, like, I don't, I don't think so. I think it's going to be one. There's so much depth at wide receiver and at edge rusher. And then the offensive line that people see is such a need in the NFL. Um, I think you're just going to end up washing a wash out of the first, first round. And yeah, I think it's a, uh, I think it's Malik Willis and that's it going out on a limb. Kneecap Jeremy B says that he thinks that there's going to be four quarterbacks in this first round. That's that's bull. That's, that's a lot. Uh, I'll tell Bailey you this the- four quarterbacks go in the first round the teams that are really good in the nfl are going to be even better if these players that are skipped over by the teams that might be in need of quarterback get to fall to guys that are the teams that are sitting in the 20s that were in the playoffs last year uh good for them i mean those teams are going to be ecstatic to be able to make this yeah, if, if you look at how how stacked this draft is with 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 players that are not quarterbacks, it's like can you imagine like a, a Olave going to like a Green Bay? I mean, we're gonna we're gonna talk about Green Bay and their draft needs in just a little bit, but imagine those top tier players falling back to those Super Bowl winning teams. It'd be unbelievable. AJ, are you buying or selling this? Uh, I'm actually buying this. Um, Aaron, you said it. It's a quarterback driven league. 
and these teams can't help themselves. Uh, I think even though I, I think it's only two, I don't think you're going to see three. I don't think you're going to see four. I agree that if that happens, it's a mistake. And the part of the reason is despite how much smoke they'll blow, these guys do listen to an extent to some of these draft analysts and specialists out there. They're not going to put their bread and butter on what they say, but they're going to listen and take a bigger look at it. And the fact of the matter is there's a lot of these guys who they believe do not deserve to be in the first round. So that tells them they can wait on some of these guys. I, I believe there will be two. I believe it'll be Malik Willis. And I believe it's Desmond Ritter. I've had a first round grade on Desmond Ritter for a while. I don't we think know. he's fantastic. I don't think yeah, he's good. Uh, he's he's just good in the national championship. Flashback, Cincinnati flashback, flashback. National championship. Listen, honestly, <laughs> I the knew it was is, you should have known it was coming because you know I'm right. This guy, he's the guy that I think will be either traded a fourth of very back end or someone at the very back end of the first round will take. And the reason why is because he's he's probably the most experienced quarterback in this draft. He's had the four years. He's third all-time in wins in, in, in college football at 44. He's slightly athletic. He understands how to process. And, and just like everybody else, he has his issues as a quarterback. If this was a quarterback heavy, no, not at all. I don't think he would. I think he'd fall down. But being where we are with these quarterbacks and the things he's shown he can do over the last four seasons in Cincinnati, I think he can fall at that back end of the first round. You have that fifth-year option to play with on him. And then you move forward. I think some of the other guys will fall in the second and third round, but I can see Desmond Ritter going at the back of the first round. Yeah, I, I am buying this on the money. Two quarterbacks going round one. Tomorrow we'll be releasing our next edition of our mock draft Thursday. So be on the lookout for that on our social media pages. And if you just watched this video on our YouTube play page, please let us know in the comments what you think. Are you buying or selling two quarterbacks in the first round? And please be sure to subscribe. Let's move on to our next buy or sell. Show me the money. Debo Samuel is rumored to be looking for a contract worth $25 million per year. Gentlemen, buy or sell Debo Samuel should be paid like a top five receiver in the NFL. Aaron. Sell, 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 sell. I've never felt more strongly about anything in my life. Listen, Debo Samuel is an excellent player. He's got one season as a top receiver in the NFL one, he's never played a full year. That includes his great year last year. He never played a full season. Even in college, he missed two of his four seasons, like significant time, $25 million a year for Debo Samuel around that area is crazy. I'm not paying him. Listen, there's been many talks about how he's changed the position. He's talked about it, how, well, he's so versatile. He can do so much. I don't think that's helping him. When you look at a guy that's injury prone and then you say, Oh, well, I can carry the ball to the backfield. Well, guess what? The NFL has already depreciated running back, right? So now you're, you're actually putting, you're devaluing yourself by how much, how many times you touch the ball and your inability to stay healthy. I'm not knocking his skill set. I'm not knocking the fact that from a strictly a monetary, strictly a monetarily, I don't know, standpoint, could he be worth that much money if he was going to be on the field? Absolutely. His style of play, I don't think will allow it. He is a rugged hard-nosed guy he likes contact after the catch he can get the ball in the backfield it's just too much and for a guy that's already struggled with injury I don't think you can take that that chance and I think San Francisco knows it I think San Francisco is saying like look man you're not Devontae Adams you're not Tyreek Hill you haven't done this for three four five seasons in a row and and stayed healthy doing it so we're not going to pay you that way 
if he ends up if if you see this ne- this coming year he does well at maybe just being a wide receiver are you maybe changing your changing your mind saying he he should be paid because me i don't I, I i sell this all the way he's not a top five receiver and i don't want to pay him like a top five receiver because i don't think he, his wide receiver skills put him amongst the top five in this nfl so he should not be up there but he does bring that 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 dynamic ability to where he can do do it all i just don't I have say that him in my top five I would not say that because I look at guys that are getting ready to get paid. DK Metcalf, AJ Brown. Those guys have struggled with injuries too, right? But their style of play is so different that it leads us just fans, general managers, coaches to believe that their, the ability for them to stay healthy is going to be more advantageous, right? Versus the Debo Samuel, who you're going to give 120 carries to or whatever, you know, whatever it is, it's just not going to allow him to stay healthy. He, and the way his style of play is just too, I won't say it's too physical, but it is like the way he plays football is too physical. It's the George Kittle. Same thing with George Kittle versus Travis Kelsey. I have this conversation all the time. The difference in talent is not really there. It's the, the ability to stay on the field because of the style of play. And I just don't think you can trust that with Debo Samuel. What are they feeding them boys in San Francisco to make them play like this? AJ, what about you? Are you buying or selling this? Uh, you guys, you guys hit it on the head. You have to sell this. Uh, so what I'll say is I'll sell this today. I'll buy it in a couple of years if he proves it to me because he is that talented. But one year with over a thousand yards receiving, uh, he helped with the eight touchdowns in the rushing game. But he had to do that because they can't keep running backs healthy. Um, so when, once he once he proves it, he is that talented. And if he can stay healthy for two more seasons and put up any t- one more season uh, and put up some production like this, the conversation happens a little bit sooner. But if every single receiver demanded money the first time they had a good year, <laughs> I mean, like no yeah. team would ever be good. And he, I will say this last thing, he is smart to go for it because he knows he's injury prone. It only takes one more for him. And he's looking at a guy like, um, well, that's basketball. I was going to say DeMarcus Cousins, but who <laughs> should be on for the bag and can't get it because he can't stay healthy. So I understand him going for his money, but it's after one year. That, that ain't going to happen. Got to sell it. Yeah. I wanted to mention yeah. a name. And I'm not comparing the two players by any means, but paying him reminds me of the Giants paying Kenny Galladay. Mm. After a great season, he had one good year and he's been banged up. Always banged up and you knew he was injury. And then yet you still, you still pay the man. And then look, last year he didn't do anything with the Giants and not saying that's Debo or it's going to happen with Debo. But like AJ said, I don't think you can trust that. And just after one good season say, I deserve this payday. I think you need more. You can't get much for five bucks these days, unless you go to Wendy's for a $5 biggie bag. Get your choice of double stack, junior bacon cheeseburger, or crispy chicken BLT, plus four-piece nugs, fries, and a drink, all for just five bucks. That was smooth, wasn't it? That's how you're going to feel when you get that biggie bag at Wendy's. U.S. price of participation may vary. Includes four-piece nuggets, small soft drink, and small fry. Prices may be higher in Alaska and Hawaii. All right, we are going to move on. That does it for a little buy or sell. It is now time to move on to our NFC North draft preview. If you guys have missed any of our episodes in the past, please go back on our YouTube page and check out those perfectly clipped videos there for your viewing pleasure. Short and sweet to the point. Find out what teams need and what what teams really who they should be going after in these drafts because we are the experts and we do not subscribe to PFF. Well, (laughs) I, I will point this out, Vinny. Uh, there were a lot of Chiefs fans in the comments on YouTube 
getting on you about no way in hell were they yeah. going to trade up to number yeah. 11. Yeah. Yeah, I, I did see that. I was I was the uh, I was the butt of the jokes uh, this past week for uh, for my Chiefs takes. Maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll hit a home run with the Green Bay Packers. Uh, that is where we are starting off. They need a wide receiver. They need an edge. They need offensive linemen. They have two picks in the first round after trading Devonte Adams. And you know what? I'll start off all of this then, and maybe redeem myself and say that the Green Bay Packers need to go after Traylon Burks, the wide receiver from Arkansas. This man is, I don't want to say he's a stud because I feel like the studs are Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Jameson Williams, but he's right on the outside of that. In my opinion, I think this man is an absolutely phenomenal talent. I heard the comparison earlier today. He's got a Anquan Bolden meets Debo Samuel type wide receiver. He runs hard. He goes up and gets balls. Third most receiving yards in press coverage last season in the NF or in the SEC. This man, I know what people are going to say. When you hear Traylon Burks, you think, oh, he didn't run very well in the combine. Well, guess what? He maxed out last year. His fastest ran play, 22 miles an hour. The fastest play in the NFL last season went for 21 miles an hour from Jonathan Taylor. This man is an absolute beast down the field. He'd fit well with Aaron Rodgers. And one last little note here. Adam Stenovich, the offensive coordinator from the Green Bay Packers, came out and said, I think for the most part, we're looking for the pieces that are going to allow us to run the offense that we want to run. Traylon Burks is that guy. He's going to be able to go downfield. He can also get your slants that Devontae Adams perfectly ran. Obviously, he's not going to come in and replace Devontae Adams because he's the best wide receiver in the NFL. But Traylon Burks is a perfect start to give Aaron Rodgers his new weapon. I, I like, I like Burks a lot. Um, I, I think he's, he's rawer than some of those guys you mentioned, those top four guys, the top three or four guys, but you, you talked about the possession wide receiver. He does remind me a little bit of Devonte Adams. Cause he, he's a, he's a guy that's bigger. He has a big frame. Uh, the difference here, I think is going to be his technique and can he run routes? Because I think sometimes he just looks at himself. He says, I'm six, two, I'm two I don't need to run sharp routes. Uh, but he does. He can go up and win the 50-50 ball. I I liked him to like an Alshon Jeffrey type. That, mm -hmm. uh, and again, a guy that could go up and win. And Alshon Jeffrey was a very, very good receiver in the NFL. He just couldn't stay healthy for most of his career. Not saying that Traylon Burks is that, you know, the injury prone. But I, I liked him to that kind of receiver. Um, if, if Green Bay is going to go get a wide receiver in the first round, I think it's going to have to be a difference maker. I, I think Traylon Burks can be that. I, 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 I don't, especially for where green Bay is picking, you have the, you have the 22nd pick and the 28th pick. I think that's the prime range. I know I talked to you guys about this the other day. I'm like, I don't know who, who is the prime target to fall in here. And really this draft can go either way for these wide receivers. We'll be ranking these wide receivers on Friday's show, letting you guys know the top 10 receivers in this draft. Aaron, who do you have as a must have player for the green Bay Packers? I thought about going the first round, but I, I felt like you guys were going to attack that already with wide receivers in round one. I went round two, but I'm not going away from the offensive side of the football. Uh, I like a tight end here. I know they got um, their tight end back from last year who tore, his, who tore his knee, but I like Trey McBride from Colorado State. Trey McBride is this, I don't want to say George Kittle, but he has some of the attributes that a George Kittle has. He's, he has really physical. He has good size. He's athletic. He's a polished route runner. He has good hands. Um, 
he is a willing blocker, but he's not the best blocker in the world. But he's he's willing to get in there and mix it up a little bit. And then he has a he has some problems after running after the catch. But he look you can see right there he has the ability to get it done. Um, my NFL comp right now is Hunter Henry. I think he can come in, be in that second round guy, and come in and be effective. And when you get Aaron Rodgers' trust, and I think a guy like this, he's a Mackey Award winner. You can earn that trust from a veteran quarterback. And if he trusts you, he will go to you. Aaron Rodgers has proven that time and time again. So this is a highly productive guy. Uh, 90 catches, 1,100 yards. He made a first team all Mount West. This is a guy that's going to come in and contribute. And I think second round is a perfect spot for him. I uh, loved both of those picks. Um, I, I know this is from back in the day, but I hope we're still allowed to uh, pull the curtain back a little bit. I, I got my pick in last on our uh, our show, Doc, you know, and I love a wide receiver here. I finally think they will. I think there's a lot of guys in the first round that can do that. I saw both of you guys went with pass catchers, so I'm not going to do that. I went somewhere a little different. I went to the third round, pick 92, and another thing we know they need help with is the offensive line, and a lot of people have been talking about this guy, Dr. Cole Strange, Chattanooga, Tennessee. Uh, Cole Strange is a big guard. Um, great, great hands. This is funny. Like one of the things that he does best is he gets off the line really quickly. And I say that's funny because that's what you talk about when the defense is coming at you, but he's able to be quicker and beat these guys to the push and allows him to get his hands and create leverage immediately at the point of attack. Uh, he's one of those guys that know how to push forward. The issue with him is I think he needs a little bit more power. Uh, I think he needs to bulk up. I think his frame needs to get a little bit bigger uh, and that's going to help him on the next level. But right now he may have an issue handling some of the bigger guys on the defensive side of the ball in the NFL. Uh, but at, at, he can play guard. He can play center. I think a lot of people really like him at the center spot because it allows him to get off the ball very quick, and that's where he succeeds the most. So, you know, if you can get these, these pass catchers in the first two rounds and then go ahead and bulk up your line to give Aaron Rodgers some more time, this is uh, it's going to be a very scary year for the Green Bay Packers. Could be looking at another 13 and 4. <laughs> to throw in that extra game <laughs> I, I had yeah, i had one b-roll for him was very hard by the way tennessee at chattanooga you said what did you do those circles in that b-roll was that you yeah. i know yeah. i was like i was like you know that looks that looks so that looks like something that is not that was not in the actual videos so that that yeah, bravo i, I did bravo i i, I actually have a better that, way right? to do it yeah i've been doing it. um I actually have a better way of doing it, but it takes a lot of time to have it pause. And, you know, it's, it's a lot of work. So I've only it? been doing. So I stopped tracking it. Tracking is a lot, uh, but um, yeah, um, yeah I, I have my ways, but when you don't have a lot of time, you just flash it while they're still, you know, when the play hasn't started <laughs> yeah. yet, and then you, then you just take it off. So, uh, but yes, I like the pick. Um, I don't know if he makes it to round three. I actually yeah. think late second round, he might fall off the board. He's from a smaller school, so a lot of people don't really you know he doesn't have that cachet that some of the guys have. But I, I really, really like him. I'm going to call him Dr. Strange. That's, that's my yeah. nickname for him. Dr. Strange, put him in there. He's uh, He has really good IQ. Uh, he, he needs some work, like you said, an upright. You know, he's kind of upright and plays in uh, pass protection and stuff like that. Yeah. But he won the best offensive lineman in that conference, and uh, he can play. Yeah, I like, I, I like that pick a lot. I like that pick a lot. Now, I want to make a comparison here real quick to something and we brought up on Monday's show, and we'll roll through this. Simple question. Talked about how the Chiefs did not need to get a wide receiver, and it wasn't like a big-time priority. 
The Green Bay Packers are much different in this situation. <laughs> they have to get a wide receiver round one like that. There is nothing else to it. And there, there, there might not be a better response on you know, from the YouTube critics than us saying that the Packers need to go wide receiver in round one. Now, do they I, do they go two? I, I was going to say, I'm, I'm telling you right now, I would not be opposed to the Green Bay Packers taking two wide receivers in round one. If yeah, you can get a Traylon Burks and a Christian Watson, like, and I know Watson, it, there's a lot of people that are split on him. Some people have him going in the second, third round. Some people mm -hmm. have him all the way in the first round in the mid-teens. Um, we might talk about him in a little bit. But if you can go get two guys, I I'm not opposed to it, man. You have to do everything you can to load up for Aaron Rodgers. That team is pretty solid everywhere else. Uh, you have to go get him some weapons. Yep. Alan Lazard, his best guy, Randall Cobb, but let's be honest. And then Jawan Winfrey and, well, and Vinny's guy, Amari Rodgers. Hey. Yeah. yeah, yeah hey. You, you got to get they, yourself. They weren't inspired. They weren't inspired with what Amar, Amari Rodgers right. did last year. Um, and I, I think he actually does take that Randall Cobb role eventually if he can get, you know, if he can get right. But yeah, they need some help. I also like Chris Olave here, but like I said, I didn't want to. I didn't want us it's, to all just do pass catches. I wanted to step them up, but I like. I feel this. like we had this hard. conversation. Go ahead and bring it up, Vinny. Go ahead and say what you were going to say about Chris Olave. That you do not feel like Chris Olave can drop this far. You told me I that don't think he does. Right? I don't think he. I I, have, I disagree. I have, a, I have a hard time. I think three wide receivers go in the top twenty. So and yeah. and I and I, I, I don't I think Drake it's London. I, I Drake think no. I'm not, I'm not crazy about Drake London. We're going to talk about oh, it on Friday's show when we rank when we rank the wide receivers. But my Drake top three wide receivers top. right now <laughs> are Jamison Williams, Chris That's Olave, and Garrett Wilson. Like those hey, are my every, top three. Everybody Chris loves Olave. Chris Olave. I, I'm telling, like I I'm so suspect about Chris Olave. Mm. I've seen the Ohio State receiver like Chris Olave in the league, and I don't love it. And I'm not saying he's the same. But there's yep. something off. Something's off. Scout well, the if, player, if, not the jersey. If and, the rest of the he, NFL teams think that, the change. if the rest of the NFL teams think that, and he falls to the Green Bay Packers at 22 or 28, scoop Skip. him up right there, run away Skip. with the bag, and take it all the way home to Green Bay, so Aaron Rodgers can have a new wide receiver. One. Let's move on to the Minnesota Vikings. Here, they need a cornerback. They need a linebacker. They need an offensive line. They have pick 12. 46, 77, so on and so forth. Aaron, I'm tossing this one up to you, buddy. Who do the Minnesota Vikings need to get in this year's draft? Yeah, we actually talked about this one too. Um, for me, th this one's simple. I think the weakest position for the Minnesota Vikings was on their back end. Uh, we've talked about this guy a couple of times. Uh, for me, this is the right spot for him. It's Andrew Booth. And Andrew Booth is a guy, he's long, he's rangy, he has burst, he's really good with his hips. His ball skills, you saw the catch there, that's just unreal, right? Um, he's really aggressive in the run game. The only thing I worry about here is he's he's injured. There, I, there was talk today about some hip injury or something around his waist that teams are starting to get scared of that, and they're saying he might drop out of the first round. I did not know about that until after I had already made this pick. So I, I'm going to have to do a little bit more research. It does give me some, some cause to pause. But I think here, Minnesota has to go defensive back. So if it's not an Andrew Booth, maybe you're going a Trent McDuffie here. But I really like the skill set of, of Andrew Booth. He fits man-to-man. -man. He can learn from Patrick Peterson, who decided to come back. He can play on the outside. Um, again, my player comp 
this time. It's, it's Jair Alexander from, from Green Bay. The type of man-to-man guy and those skills that he has, similar build, similar frame. He was a first-round pick out of Louisville. I think that uh, Andrew Booth could turn into a player like that. And we all know Zaire Alexander is a, or is a top 10 corner in the league when healthy. It's a great pick. Um, I, uh, I kind of went in the same route, but I gave them a little wiggle room, allowed this to happen a little later. Uh, I went around two. I also went with the cornerback. A uh, cornerback has been battle-tested and has played against top-tier competition, and that's Roger McCreary out of Auburn. Roger McCreary has started to prove that he can be a very, very good corner in this league. Uh, now, I don't know if it'll be in the same way that he was at Auburn, where he played a lot of press man on the outside and won a lot. His size at 5'11 is probably going to make him one of those slot guys, but on a man-heavy team, putting him in the slot is only going to make that team better. Uh, I mentioned he was battle-tested. He's seen 183 career targets. He's only allowed like uh, had like 23 pass breakups or something of that nature. Uh, forgive me. I'll check that stat a little bit later. His cons are he's got very short arms. Um his very short arms, his makeup speed isn't as great as it could be, but he does play fast. So if he's with you step for step, it's a very slight chance you're going to win that battle. Uh, I think Roger McCree is going to be a very solid person. And Minnesota can use another. They, they got to figure it out on the back end. They keep trying. They keep failing. Eventually, one or two will hit. And uh, I'm going to bet it's going to be Roger McCreary, uh, round two, pick 46. Those are solid picks. I love the fact that both of you guys went cornerback. It allowed me to be a little bit more flexible because I was really leaning towards a cornerback here like an Andrew Booth, maybe even a Derek Stingley if he falls that far because that's where a lot of people a lot of people are saying Stingley could fall to, to the Minnesota Vikings here. That'd be a great pick as well. I went on the defensive line front. And I'm going with big Jordan Davis out of Georgia. This man is an absolute monster. What else, what could you say about Mr. 66340? His player comp, I can do these too, Aaron. Vita Vea. Vita Vea for Jordan Davis here. He forces runners to run away. He's a unanimous first team All-American. Love I love the fact that he came back his senior year and won this national championship with Georgia. It's it shows to me that he's a team player. He's committed to winning. And he was one of the big difference makers for this Georgia Bulldogs team that won the national championship. Now get this, get this guys. Jordan Davis is one of four defensive players uh, to win best defensive player of the year in college football. The other three players that did it, Jonathan Allen from Alabama, who's doing very well in the NFL and Dominic Sue who's also doing very well in the NFL. And then somebody by the name of Aaron Donald. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of him, but he's also doing pretty well in the NFL. So Jordan Davis is a monster. I'm not saying he's going to be on the level of Aaron Donald, but this dude is a beast and would help the Minnesota Vikings out immensely. Physical freak. I said it before. I said, we, we talked about him a few weeks ago, physical freak. You don't see bodies like his. And then the strength and the control that he has, he can, like I, said, I mentioned before, he can play inside. He can play outside zero to three technique. Um, the only thing that kind of is alarming for me, and I didn't really know this before, his snaps at Georgia were very low, um, playing like 50% of Georgia's defensive snaps. And, you know, that could be in college football. It's hard because you get Georgia's blowing teams out, you know, the first half of the year, their backups are in for, you know, the third quarter, fourth quarter, and their starters aren't playing. So, uh, but it's just something to note there. Maybe there's an endurance question there. Maybe, you know, he has to work on his stamina or something like that. But Jordan Davis is going to be a top 15 pick in my in my eyes. He's a lock there. And that's, that's a great pick. 
Yeah, yeah and also not to mention, if he does go to Minnesota, if they can't get it right on that back end, at least the guys up front, because they do have a great linebacking core, you know, you can staff that box up and help your guys out that way. That's another good route to go. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I like I like Jordan Davis a lot, and I and uh, also the man can pitch. Uh, can pitch. Uh, by the way, he threw out the first pitch in the Atlanta Braves game today on UGA Day, and uh, I was like, man, if this dude, uh, and he said he wanted to be a <laughs> like his top choice could you was imagine? to be a Falcon AJ. So wait, wait, could, could you imagine? Could you imagine if he was a baseball player and he was a pitcher? Dude, staring be, at that when you're in the batter's box dude, oh my goodness that'd be, that'd oh, be no too hit bitch. no hit right, right. yeah I, I would just be like all right i'm out i'm out see you guys all right bye. Yeah, would you all ever right. would you ever charge the mound if you got hit by a bitch right <laughs> nope i would i'd be like here i'll give Will him Smith the ball back. up there if it was chris rock <laughs> or chris, chris yeah v rock <laughs> damn wrong rock <laughs> unbelievable oh, all right sorry. <laughs> Let's move on to the Chicago Bears. Their needs look like this. They need D-line, O-line, wide receiver. They have picks 39, 48, so on, so forth. They uh, obviously trade, traded up last year to get their quarterback, their franchise quarterback in Justin Fields. So they're without a first-round pick. So their first pick comes at 39. AJ, we'll start this one off with you, buddy. Who do the Chicago yeah. Bears need to get in this year's draft? <laughs> So you remember on Monday you asked us to start going deep, you know, in this draft. You know, I don't. I think this is. Uh, I went round three. I didn't go too deep. I went round three. Uh, but this is a team. I finally got a wide receiver, uh, and I'm going to give these guys David Bell out of Purdue, round three, pick seventy one. So listen, David Bell, and, and there's so many people who are split on this guy as well because he's got the talent. He's rarely stopped after first contact. He's got great hands was one of the best contested catchers in the nation last year uh, and just went boss for Purdue. He was the only receiver they had. Everybody knew it, and they still couldn't stop him. Um, 11 catch. He had four games of 11-plus catches, multiple games with over 200 yards to go. This guy is going to be a good player in a few years. His speed kind of worries me. His separation kind of worries me. And the way that he kind of – he expects to do everything out of the catch, and he does the little things that are kind of undisciplined. You know, you have a route, and he's adding moves into it to shake off the defender. I get that when you're trying to get open, but not at the start of the route. So there's some things he needs to refine, but for Justin Fields to have a target that can go up and get it, we've already got quick guys like uh, Byron Pringle and Darnell Mooney. You need a high-point guy. You need a, a go-up-and-get-it guy, a red zone threat, and David Bell can be that. Uh, so I like him for Chicago in round three. You know, if you miss, you probably did something somewhere else anyways. I hope David Bell turns out to be a really good player. I really do. I really like him. Uh, you talked about the lack of detail and stuff in his routes. He's just sloppy. His technique is just sloppy. But for a, such a sloppy player, he produced. He produced mm -hmm. like Rashad Bateman-style numbers from Minnesota, but he's just not as refined as that. So I really like him if he can get to a spot where they can work with him and kind of mold him. A uh, good play-action guy and go up and get the ball. Um, that, that's, a, that's a good pick there. Uh, for me... Oh, this is this is hard because I don't know if round two pick 39, this guy's going to be there. I'll be honest. I don't <laughs> think he's going to be there. If I'm a team, I'm taking him in the middle of the first round. And I, I, the more I watch this guy, the more I like him. It's another receiver, which I think the Bears need weapons for Justin Fields. And I mentioned him earlier. It's Christian Watson. Christian Watson is a guy who is very, he doesn't have, the numbers, right? He's only 800 yards last year, 43 catches. He's battled through some injuries. I think he is arguably 
the best playmaker at the wide receiver position in this draft. His size, I mean, you're talking about a guy who's 6'4", 200 pounds, and he can take the top off of the defense um, really like nobody else in this draft. He's got hands. He's fast. He's play, he has playmaking. He's dynamic. And his confidence, he believes in himself. And to me, this is what the wide receiver position is about. As a guy who played a little wide receiver, I'm lining up and I'm going to beat that guy on the other side. I think Christian Watson, and, and you know what? I'm just going to go out on a limb. Christian Watson is going to be the best receiver in this draft. He's not Ooh. the most refined right now. Ooh. He's not the most ready to come out right now. I hope he goes to a spot where he's allowed to excel. I think of any of the receivers, his build, his ability, he has the chance to be special, like special, special. And I'm going to call it right now. I think Christian Watson ends up being the best receiver in this draft. Um, and if the Bears can get him in the second round, and all I've seen is keep moving up and up and up. I think Mel Kuyper switched him to first-round pick today. Uh, they, they're going to be happy with that. Justin Fields uh, will have a nice weapon to go to. So, yeah, give me some Christian Watson. I like it. I like the wide receiver picks. Bailey also likes the wide receiver picks here. Uh, our chats, our, our chat is absolutely buzzing tonight. We appreciate everyone uh, tuning in. If you're watching this clip on YouTube, we appreciate it, but really join us live on, on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays uh, for our live shows at 8 PM Eastern time right here on YouTube. It is quite the time, uh, but Bailey agrees with you that they need to go wide receiver kneecap. Jeremy, on the other hand, is going my route saying that, you got to give Justin Fields time to throw. And similar to whether or not your guy is going to be there, Aaron, here, I don't know if my guy falls this low to Chicago Bears, but if he does, I am scooping him up. It's Zion Johnson, offensive lineman from Boston College. This guy is, is, is a mauler. I feel like that's just a common thing to say for, for some of these top offensive line prospects in this draft. He's got great technique, great hands. Uh, he's had a full season at left guard two years. He played left tackle. This guy can do it all. Maybe not really an NFL left tackle, but at the guard position, he was one of the top players during the senior bowl. He's, he's very consistent. This guy is, he's got everything. He's got everything, and I worry that he's not going to be here for the Bears. But if he is, please scoop him up. But there's a lot of offensive line talent in this draft. So I do see, and with all the wide receivers in the first round, Zion Johnson could be one of those guys who falls out of day one, and you're like, you see him right at the top of your boards, and he's there for Chicago to scoop him up in, in, for day two. Zion Johnson, offensive line, Boston College, protect your franchise quarterback. I like it. Perfect fit. It's actually a perfect yeah. fit. Um, the Bears like to run that zone run scheme. Um, Zion Johnson fits that really well. I believe he can be a starting guard in the NFL. And when you're talking about offensive linemen, we're, you don't get to see the dy dynamic kind of playmaking ability, right? So it's hard to kind of gauge these guys. But then when you look back at them like 10 years later and you see they've been a starting right guard in the NFL for 10 to 12 years, you know they've done something right. They've been able to establish themselves. This is a guy that can do that. He's got really good pad level. Um, he's patient. He's, he can move really well laterally. He's got mobility. He can, he tracks really well. Getting to the second level, being able to use his power at the second level against linebackers um, on those double team blocks and then shedding off. Um, I like him. I, I think he's, his quickness and his balance is really good. And this is a guy that might end up sneaking into the late first round uh, if he keeps trending that way. So if you can get a guy like that, at 39 or the second round or wherever you had them, uh, then that, that's a win for Chicago. And they're, you're definitely right. Offensive line, 
you got to block. You got to protect your franchise quarterback. We mentioned this with Jacksonville. We've talked about it with the Jets and all these other young quarterbacks. If you do not protect your franchise guy, then you wasted a first round pick uh, on that quarterback because then they're just going to be dead in two years, whatever. And even if it's not like your number one priority, maybe offensive line is your second or third priority that automatically goes up. If you have a franchise quarterback that you have to protect like a Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence or a Zach Wilson, like we've talked about before, that priority goes up so much higher to make sure that you're protecting your guy uh, in, um, in in Justin Fields. In this case, Uh, let's move on to our final team. I got a, I got a question. I got a question. Yeah, Because we have, you meant you brought up the draft picks. They don't have a lot. They moved up to get Justin Fields. We haven't spent much time. You I know, mean, we I felt like we've talked about the Jets a lot with their, you know, future in Zach Wilson. We talked about the Jaguars. Where where are we at with the Bears? Like what the, the Bears don't have a lot of assets right now. They haven't done a whole lot in free agency. Obviously, bringing in a new regime, uh, Ryan Pace and them are gone. You know, like it's a it's a new era in Chicago, and they think they have their guy in Justin Fields. How important. For me, it's super important that they hit on a number of these picks. Like, I know they only have, what, five, maybe six. To me, those first three picks, 39, 48, and 71, are are huge for them. They're going to need guys to come in and and contribute and start to build for the next two or three years because it's extremely important that Justin Fields takes the next step. I don't know where you guys are at with I, I think it's definitely huge, if, especially if you have if you don't have a first round pick to continue to build to build these franchise pieces around up in this team. I was thinking, and once you brought this question up, I was like, oh, let me look and see who they're like, where the rest of their picks are. They have two second round picks. Would it be a surprise if they traded back into the first round? Maybe a late first round pick. You package both those second round picks and maybe a a mid to late round pick in this year or next year's draft. Is it, would it be that crazy to think that Chicago does that? I, I don't think they can afford to be giving away any picks for, you know, especially with this new regime coming in and maybe they feel like they have something to prove, right? What was the first thing Ryan Pace and them did? They came in, made a big splash, got Mitchell Trubisky, and screwed it all up. You don't follow the footsteps of the guys who failed before you, you know, in my opinion. Uh, so I, I don't know if they would trade up, but I do agree it's very important that they hit on these picks. And, and I, think, I think they need to know what they need to do going forward. And like you said, that's protecting Justin Fields, and that's getting him some new toys. Uh, and they did a little bit of that with just Byron Pringle. Yeah, it's not crazy uh but getting, that's one extra weapon that he didn't have last year um so other than that i'm on wait and see with the bears it's a brand new squad brand new brand new front office and everything let's see what they can do i don't put much stock in them being great but i know they ain't gonna be as bad as matt Nagy had them so are you saying that are you saying that Allen robinson wasn't a weapon last year that's exactly what i'm saying he was not a weapon last year that, that's more of a shot at this guy right here <laughs> Oh, I know. I'm just helping you back it up. Who would ever <laughs> think that he was a weapon last year? <laughs> I didn't say he was you know, a weapon last year. Okay? You, you know what's I, funny is not the, that far. There, well, there were rumors. There, there's rumors out there that Matt Nagy and them phased him out of the offense, like on, on purpose, and and which is bizarre to me because you got a rookie quarterback with one of the better receivers in football. Let's be honest, Allen Robinson has been really good, um, and you decide to phase that guy out of the offense, like. They weren't going to him. The, off, the offense looked different. And this is the reason why you find yourself without a job. And uh, it, it, it's bizarre. It's bizarre. Uh, weren't they trying to devalue him so they could pay him? When so they, they can re-sign him? He was never yeah. coming back, though. Like, I, we, I, I was, know that. But 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 last year, and I know completely different players, Aaron Rodgers was never going to play another game. And now he's linked up for another four years. 
You know, hey, you like, see the, yeah. the Rams didn't buy it, right? Because they still gained 15 million a year. Mm-hmm. Rams didn't buy that Allen Robinson's just no longer good. They just said, right. you know what? Not a great situation. We can take advantage right. of that. We saw what we did with Odell. Um, yeah, I, I and just, we've already had Brandon Cook, so we can't go that yeah. route again. Yeah. Otherwise, we definitely would because he's much better. <laughs> I mean, the addition of Byron Pringle is nice. Byron Pringle played well with Patrick Mahomes. We'll see if he can keep trending in the right direction with a younger quarterback who might not be as uh who is not who is not patrick mahomes let's just say i i would say he might not be but yeah he's not not patrick mahomes so that, it'll be interesting on that side of the ball they definitely need to have some Let's move on to our last team in the NFC North. It is the Detroit Lions. Their needs look like this linebacker, wide receiver edge. They have the second pick in the draft, the 32nd pick. They got two second round picks. Thanks to the, uh, the, the uh, Matt Stafford trade. This Lions team. What? Two first, two first rounds. Oh yeah. Cause 32nd is the suit. I'm I'm not that smart, Uh, but yes. So they have two first round picks. They, they, they've got a lot of assets here to, to build this thing right in Detroit. Uh, Kneecap Biden. Jeremy B says that Christian Watson's going to be the wide receiver that they go with in round two. AJ, you have a different wide receiver ending up with the lions at pick 32 or yeah. 34. Who is it? Another wide receiver who we still haven't put a spot on. I've heard first round. I've heard second round, late second round. He might even fall back to the third, which would be absurd in my opinion. So either way it falls, if the Lions can get this guy round two, pick 34, it is a steal. And that's Jahan Dotson out of Penn State. This kid, I've been waiting and waiting to watch and see more of this kid. And he's everything I, I thought he would be. He is so good. His his hands are perfect. Uh, what was it? 5.2% drop rate in his career. He dropped two of 93 targets last year. This was another guy I was looking at for Green Bay because he would basically be what, what uh, Devontae Adams was. You know, he could get there eventually. He's, he's good behind the line. He's good in the slant. He's good downfield. Now, I don't think he'll be this open downfield in the NFL unless you're talking busted coverages. Uh, but he does not drop the ball. Doesn't matter if people are around him. Doesn't matter if he's wide open. He runs his routes crisp. He makes acrobatic catches. He's going to be a very good receiver. Uh, he'll probably do a lot of work in the slot to start. But I think as he grows, he can become that guy that can be lined up just about anywhere and be a threat at a wide receiver. I really like this kid, just like anybody else in this draft. He has some growing up to do, some polishing to do with this game. But he's, from what I heard, has a work ethic to do that very soon. Jahan Dotson, round two to the Lions. Lastly, with DJ Chark, if you're if you're looking at me talking about Khalif Raymond and uh, and Josh Reynolds, like get over it. Like we, they got him on Raw. We'll see what DJ Shark can do, but they need another guy, and Jahan Dotson can be that. I agree that they need another guy. I I just worry about the I, I, not you looking at me. I meant in general because oh, people okay. are just like you know like Bailey saying they don't need to go receiver. Other people are saying they just got DJ Chark. Look what Amon Ra did. Khalif Raymond had big games, and as soon as I hear Khalif Raymond, I'm like all right, stop. Not that he's bad, but you're not I, I settling think, because you have Khalif Raymond. I, I think that, and, and this is, this is again, I, I've said this before about some of my analysis. I, I, the size concerns me with, with, with John Dotson. I, he's 5'11". He's a smaller guy. I know like, no. Stop. I, Stop. I'm going to tell you right now. Hold on. So hold on. Hold on. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish before, okay, let me finish before, I, before I finish this. I'm not saying he's bad. 
I'm not saying anything like that. I think the his size compared to the rest of the wide receivers in this class have have him lower than those guys. I think that his talent is there. I think if he was the if the size wasn't a problem, then he'd be above like a, a Traylon Burks. He'd be he'd be there. He'd be there. But nobody the had size a problem with Devonta worried. Smith. You're right. I I, I, mean, I did have a problem with Devonte Smith though. I did have a problem with Devonte Smith. That's why so, I put him so, over. That's why I put Jamar Chase over him. That's why. I'll, I'll say this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, like I, I think he's good. Um, I'll, I'll say this. Jahan Dotson to me is one of is I'm the more I'm watching him, the more I like him. You're talking about a guy. AJ mentioned his route running. His to me, his skill set translates directly to the NFL. We see receivers come in the NFL and they take a while to, to get accustomed to the way the NFL is played. When you get a guy that knows how to run routes, can play man or zone, can go, you know, find soft spots in zone, wins with his footwork, and it doesn't matter how small he is, you can't press him because his footwork is that good. He has really good hands. And then AJ mentioned it, his effort. This dude does not give up on any play, which is why he wins. You put him on a team where a quarterback's scrambling, he can win. This, the only issue with him is his size. But nobody's saying that about Jalen Waddle. <laughs> nobody's saying that about Devontae Smith, who were the two top two receivers outside of Jamar Chase last year, and both I, were very, very productive. The fact I, of the matter is, this is Deontay Johnson. This right here is Deontay Johnson in the making. He is going to do exactly what Deontay Johnson did. He is going to come out, and he might start a little slow, but you're going to see his playmaking ability, and you're going to say, that's the number one receiver on a team. I, I said the other day there's a drop-off after the top four or five wide receivers. I need to retract that statement. I dug real deep today watching the receivers for preparing for this show and Friday show. This draft class is, is loaded so at the wide receiver. So it is loaded. Yeah. And Jahan Dotson will be a factor in the NFL. I promise you. I, I'm As hard as I talk about the other guy we're going to get to <laughs> in a minute, that's how I feel about Jahan Dotson right now. He is going to be a player. Lastly, this is why there's no excuse for Green Bay not to take a wide receiver. There are so many guys in this spot that I think would be a good fit. I almost put him here, and I saw both of you guys yeah. uh, for Green Bay. John I changed Dotson, my mind. Both of you guys had him. I changed my mind. Many. I have no pick. I'm not going to play my pick. My pick is Jahan Dotson. I'm on board with AJ. Uh, if the Lions can get him with that second first-round pick or first second-round pick, I I'm going there. I, I know Christian Wat Watson was mentioned in the chat. Um, I agree. I probably have Watson over him, but I don't think Watson ends up being there. So I, I do think a Jahan Dotson there would be. I don't care if they need a big receiver. You need a big yeah, player. You, you need, need somebody that yeah. can produce. And uh, you add that to Amon Ross St. Brown, throw in Jahan Dotson. Now you have some weapons. DeAndre Swift and that offense looks a lot better. Yeah. I, I'll save the last seven minutes for your wonderful, your wonderful pick that I love I so much. Uh, well, it, it isn't even a pick. Mine isn't even necessarily <laughs> a pick. And like you made the B-roll for it. And I almost don't want to even play the B-roll for it. Oh, you're playing that B-roll well, because well, this is my favorite player. This is my favorite I player. I will, but I have no stats behind it. I didn't even do any research behind this pick, which is fine because I'm going to get into it right now. My Speak pick, from the passion, baby. My pick for the Detroit Lions comes at number two, and it isn't even necessarily this player, but I'll go with this player. It's Trayvon Walker, edge rusher out of Georgia. This player, if he falls to Detroit at number two, do not overthink this. I overthink my entire life. I got called out on it today. Detroit, do not overthink this pick. Pick one of the best edge rushers in this draft. Whoever Jacksonville doesn't take, 
pick them at number two, whether it's Aiden Hutchinson, whether it's Trayvon Walker, you get one of those two guys. Do not overthink this. Do not get a Malik Willis. Do not get a Kyle Hamilton. Do not get Kayvon Thibodeau. Do not get anyone else. Do not get Evan Neal. I don't care who is there. Other than these two players, if it's not Aiden Hutchinson, you get Trayvon Walker. If it's not Trayvon Walker, you get the hometown boy in Aiden Hutchinson. Do not overthink this Detroit and make sure you get your your cornerstone for your franchise. Last year, you did it with 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 Panay Sewell. This year, you do it with Aiden Hutchinson or Trayvon Walker. Next year, you could do it with your quarterback, possibly. You have all the draft capital to move up in the draft if you end up in like the uh, picking at 10 or nine or whatever you have the draft capital to, tra- to trade up for a quarterback. Do not mess this up. Detroit pick the best edge rusher in this draft in Trayvon Walker. That's yep. that passion. I was talking about Detroit Got has you. no excuse. They have no excuse to take a quarterback at number two. And, and it's because cool. it's not a, the year of the quarterback. Let's just face it. I don't care if Malik Willis turns out to be great. I don't care if Kenny Pickett turns out to be great. You are in a situation in Detroit where you do have a number one overall pick. As, as, as bad as we think Jared Goff is, he's still a number one pick. He's still been to a Super Bowl. He is a veteran in this league that you can put behind center and say, hey, go, go be a leader, make some plays while we're trying to build until we can fill that void. The fact of the matter it is, is Trayvon Walker is an absolute freak. 6'5", 270, and he's running a 4'5", 40. This is a dude that plays interior defensive line but you can put him on the outside. You can stand him up. You can tell him, go get the passer. You can tell him, cover a back out of the backfield. He's not Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons is four, three little different build, but he has the versatility of a Micah Parsons. And when you can do that, when you can change a de- uh, an entire offensive scheme, because they have to scheme around you, you are worth the number one overall draft pick. So if he's falling to number two, he's worth it. That, it it's as simple as that. You said, make it simple. Don't overthink it. It's as simple as that. If Trayvon Walker's there at two, take the guy with the most versatility that is going to be a dynamic playmaker on defense. And and with the attitude of the Detroit Lions, I think he will fit right in. He is violent. He has length. And I think you've only seen the beginning because he's still so raw and he didn't play a whole lot. And the fact of the matter is, is Georgia was full of great defensive players. So he was a little bit overshadowed at times. But um, yeah, this dude is versatile. He's disciplined. I, I, I really like him. Three of the most important positions in the NFL, your left tackle, the quarterback, and your edge rusher. You have two of those right now if you go out and get a Trayvon Walker or a Naden Hutchinson. Then you can address the quarterback later on. Make it happen, Detroit. Do not overthink it. Yep. Uh, H.H., do you have anything? Or I don't want to. Nah, Perfect. you nailed it. Take one of those guys. I'll, yeah. Take one of those guys. Speak on it, AJ. Speak on it. Uh, No, the only thing I was going to say is if you get Trayvon Walker, you also kind of help your back end because we watch that guy drop into coverage. You can disguise, you can scheme, you can do some extra things with the Trayvon Walker. Whereas with Hutch, you were getting a otherworldly edge rusher, and that's great. Do it. But Trayvon Walker would give you some of those things you would miss out if they don't take the Kyle Hamilton like it's been rumored. That's all. (laughs) 
there it is. Do not overthink it, Detroit. That does it for another episode of the Sac City Podcast. Episode 18 has closed. If you missed any of this, please head on over to our YouTube page at Sac City Pod and get all of the clips and all of our draft coverage clips. Once again, that's at Sac City Pod on YouTube. And don't forget to hit up our social media pages on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and our TikTok at Sac City Pod. We'll be back live once again on Friday for another Fun and Games Friday episode here in the city live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter at 8 p.m. Eastern time. We appreciate everyone tuning in. We appreciate everyone in the chat, keeping it rocking, keeping it rolling. Thank you guys so much for tuning in for my best friend, Aaron Mukes and for your boy, his boy, their boy, everybody's boy, AJ Johnson. I am me. We will see you Friday. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And 